Before you jump into this episode, I want to put a date in front of you. Hey, it's Aaron from Real WW Talk, July 7th. Just for a second, I want you to visualize yourself on July 7th. How are you feeling? Do you have more energy? Do you have a brighter outlook? Or do you feel stuck? The time is going to pass anyway, and it's completely within your control how you feel in just a few short weeks. And as you come up with your goals, the things that you want to do to be feeling your best on July 7th, I want to recommend that you join our next Real WW Talk Step Bet. July 7th is the last day of that step bet. It's actually going to begin on May 27th, Memorial Day. That's an easy day to remember. So download that step bet app, place that $40 bet on yourself for accountability, for your goals, and join us in the real WW Talk Stepping Into Summer step bet. I think you'll be so glad you did. And come July 7th, you'll have an amazing feeling of accomplishment. Use the game code RWWT or look for the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get on to your episode. Welcome to Real WW Talk, the podcast of three diverse friends, Candace, Aaron, and Ricky, who are following the WW, formerly Weight Watchers, plan. I'm the Aaron part of the trio, and each week we talk about our health journey on WW, what we learned, what we struggled with, and we'll even do some goal setting for the coming week. Now, there's no hiding, no trying to make ourselves better than we are. It's just real talk, because we can't change if we aren't willing to be real about what needs to change. On today's Real WW Talk, I got real with the girls and admitted that I feel like I am sucking wind right now and I'm just having a really hard time. It brought up the idea of addressing when we feel this way, if it's a rut or maybe it's depression. So we talk about how to be honest and gentle with ourselves when life feels out of control. Are you ready? Let's talk. Well, hi there. Welcome to another week, another episode of Real WW Talk. I am Erin. I'm Candice. And I'm Ricky. Ladies, we got a lot on the schedule to talk about. And one thing, I'm just going to hit us right off the gate because I am so excited that we are doing this. And Ricky, I'm going to throw it to you because you've kind of spearheaded this. This is our upcoming Real WW Talk Breast Cancer Walk. Yes, we were inspired by, you know, with Candace's journey that she's been so open about to do a race. And we were originally thinking of doing one in the spring and then life hit us hard as a community and we just put it off. But then November, you know, is coming up, which is breast cancer awareness month or October, right? October is breast cancer awareness month. And we were like, we want to celebrate the people in our lives that we love who are battling this. And we know that it's, you know, Candace and there's people in our community who have loved ones or themselves are going through this journey. So we just wanted to do something about it. So we are joining a local race here. Um, it's a race for the cure, part of the American Cancer Society. So we are going to do that locally. But there's also an opportunity for others who are in other parts of the world to participate with us, either by wearing pink or buying our lovely t-shirts that we have gotten through custom ink. So we put an order in for those and anyone who wants to buy those, unfortunately they only are shipping within the U S we're going to find a way next year (laughs) to get some to our, our friends in other parts of the world. But if you'd like to join us in solidarity, either by doing a 5k in your own community, joining a different 5k, We'd love if you would um, go and buy one of these shirts and wear them with us. There's a long sleeve option. There's a short sleeve option. 
And we want to be able to, to just support people who are going through this journey in this time as a team. So mm-hmm. they, they, even have a, they even have a flyer and they have a little African-American girl who's like this. <laughs> that's me. She's really thin, though. So I don't know. That's not me. No, yet. That's true. That's that true. made me really excited. I joined just for that because I was like, I need to do that. Just <laughs> that's you. Uh, if you are local, if you are local to us, and so local, if you don't know what local means for us, we're in the like the Baltimore, D.C. region. And so we are going to be doing the run um, October Sunday, October 16th at 10 a.m. in Mount Airy, Maryland. Um, it's, but you can get all of that information. We have that within the Real WW Talk Facebook group. And we'll be sure to include that everywhere that you're listening to us, whether it's YouTube or even on the podcast, we will post the links to all the different options so you can join in. And we've got to give a big shout out to Jennifer. She is part of our Real WW Talk community. You know, you've heard us talking like we've been crazy busy. I've been insane. Candace, you know, has been focusing on like, you know, just living through cancer right now. Ricky is a teacher. She's going back to school. And Jennifer is part of our Real WW Talk community. She stepped up and she stepped in for us and she's faced basically created this whole thing. Um, so massive, massive love to Jennifer for for taking the ball and running it, uh, literally running with it for us. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, if you, again, even if you aren't local to the Maryland area, you can still get your real WW talk breast cancer walk shirt. We would love on that day for all of us to be doing some kind of a breast cancer walk or run Mm -hmm. that Sunday, October 16th. And then the hope is that we can maybe flood the real WW talk Facebook page with you and your family doing the walk in your RWWT shirt. We know we're going to be doing. I still have to order mine. That's got to happen. Can't start Come on, Aaron. Aaron. I know. It's, it's super cute. It's got pumpkins on it and it's pink. <laughs> it's Ricky's favorite. All the things together. That's how you know who designed it. That's right. Sure. Right. Well, I guess that and is breast cancer. So, Ricky yeah. for the design. Yeah. So yeah, we would love, we'd love to see you in your RWWT shirt. That would be amazing. And I've still got to, I got to place mine. I got to place more order for it. Uh, okay. Ladies. Let's talk about how the week went. Candace, who's first? I think it actually is me this week. Um, you know, mm-hmm. go ahead and, and start us off. And I just feel like I am like every day is something new. Like I'm, I'm into this routine now with treatment that every day has a theme. Uh, so I, I'm on autopilot right now. I feel like everything's going really well. My exercise has been good. The scale is holding steady and actually was down like three pounds, surprisingly, um, because I haven't done anything different. So I was thinking with the steroids and stuff that I was going to stay maintaining, but I got a little bit of a, a drop this week. So that was nice to see, uh, walking still getting into the routine now that I'm back with, um, you know, I feel like the world just woke up. I don't know if you all feel that way. We talked about that last week, but like it went from summer break to like schools open, let's go. And so it's just been nonstop. So I'm just trying to make sure I'm staying centered Mm -hmm. and not getting too overwhelmed. So summer is over. My mom has changed the bathroom into fall decor. So sorry, everybody. (laughs) It is officially fall now, according to my mother. Yes. And Starbucks has pumpkins. So that's all that. I mean, you know, when they have the pumpkin tree cream cheese muffin, that's how you know that it's like real life. (laughs) This is like 50 points, but it makes it official. (laughs) 
So next up, Erin, how was your week? Um, I am sucking wind right now. Just being completely honest, I'm sucking wind. It is, uh, last week was an incredibly busy week. I, um, had a speaking engagement on Friday. So I was in North Carolina Thursday, Friday. I left for the airport at 5 AM, landed it back in Baltimore around 9 15 AM, came home, hopped in a car, drove an hour for an event. That was an all day outdoor event. I got home about midnight Saturday night. I slept what felt like most of Sunday. I took Monday off and took some more nappage there. What's today? Today's Wednesday. Worked yesterday, had meetings all day today. So I'm just like, I'm just living at like this. Look at my arm. Look at my arm waving back and forth at you guys. (laughs) Gotta do some weights there. Um, I'm just living at a really like, I need rest. That's really, so it's a combination of an, I need rest. Um, and I haven't been eating well. And like, I got on scale and I feel it like I was up three pounds. And part of that too, was like the conference, there was no food. There was no food for me to eat, which was kind of frustrating. Um, but I always bring food with me because I know that there's, there's the likelihood of sometimes there being food, even though you can put in all of the allergy requirements and they said that they follow them or yes, it, that doesn't always happen. And so I had two days essentially where I ate processed food out of my suitcase. Um, And so going from that plus all day, you know, all day at event stuff. And I've just, I've not been eating well. And then what I've also discovered is because I've spent so many days eating processed, even healthier processed foods, there's still stuff that's in them that makes you want to continue to eat them. It's really hard to get back into eating whole foods and good foods. And I just, I don't have the bandwidth, like we talked about the last time to even cut up melon. And so I'm having to force myself to do things that I just don't want to do. And I'm also in a rut too, where like, I just don't feel like eating either. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, like you ever get through some of those phases too, where like, I just don't even feel like eating. I don't even have the energy. I don't have any of that for it. Um, so that's just kind of where I am right now. I walked today. Also, my sciatic has been killing me and my heel. It's like it's just everything's compounding at once. So not a happy report. I kind of feel like I'm drowning. If you want to know the truth, mm-hmm. I don't feel good. Um, so it, the weight is the last thing that I care about at the moment. But what I know is going to happen is if I don't care about it, that'll be one more thing that I'll feel on Mm -hmm. top of it. Mm -hmm. So, um, I have to start caring about it. And it's not that I've, I, you know, I hate that phrase fallen off the wagon. I haven't fallen Mm -hmm. off the wagon. You Mm -hmm. choose what you're going to do. Right. Um, I'm hearing some positive things though, that you did though. You took the day off Monday. Yep. Like that, if you didn't care or if you were just like, I'm just going to plow through because I don't care, you know, like you cared enough about yourself to say, I need to prioritize myself. And I think that speaks volumes about, you know, maybe something, a choice you wouldn't have made five years ago or three years ago or whatever it is. You made that choice for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, I, and I definitely I mean, this has been a part of the journey for the last year, right? Where I've talked about prioritizing rest and prioritizing within the busy, like the, you know, shutting the laptop off at 4 PM, like what's going to control my life. And so Mm -hmm. that's just, 
that's just the, it's just the, I'm in a a very acute phase right now that does not feel good. Um, but I, I also want to resist the temptation of saying, well, I can't wait till I get out of it because this isn't going to be the only time that I'm going to be in this type of, so, so how do I, how do I live through this? That's where I've been asking myself is, so how do you want to live? How do you want to do this? Right. I don't want to run from it. I don't want to avoid it. How do I want to do with this and, and be successful so that the next time this comes along, mm-hmm. I'll have this to look back to and go, Oh, Hey, I, I did that. Cause I for sure am not gaining 10 pounds out of this, right? Like this is not worth, how many times have you heard me say, this is not worth getting fat over, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not worth gaining weight over. So mm-hmm. it's just having to, I'm having to fight myself right now because old Aaron just wants to sit down indiscriminately with food and eat. And that does not bring me comfort. It doesn't bring me joy. Well, kudos to you for the self-awareness and for feeling the feels, which is something that sometimes we don't do. Even if we're aware of it, we tend to want to compartmentalize or to push it over to the side and, and not acknowledge where we are because sometimes it's uncomfortable to know that this is what's going on in the world and in my world or our world and, and really process it. And I'm hearing you ask those questions and getting curious about what can I do differently? Um, and how can I be different this time versus how old Aaron would have handled this? That's growth, even in just that. So I hope that you're able to, like Ricky said, acknowledge that just the very act of you being aware and, and challenging your thoughts is major. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. thank you. I hate to be a downer, but it's like, I got to be real, real WWE talk, right? Like, I don't think there's, I think we, we all have our, we've had so many crying moments and downer moments this year. That's 2022. Yeah. Like right. you said, but we're still here fighting. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Ricky, how about you? Um, You know, some good, some bad. When you said I'm fighting myself, that is uh, exactly how I described the past like week and a half. Um. I have gotten up every morning and done a workout. And yesterday, I, it was, I don't want to say just five minutes, but I didn't feel like going down to the basement. So I said, let me do, a, I, I feel tight. I just got up. I feel tight. I'm going to do a five-minute stretch, and that'll be what, that, that's it for today. And I did that. And I've been getting about 8,000 8, steps, 8,500 steps um, at work. So I feel good that I'm almost at that 10,000 mark from just being at work. I've got kindergartners this year, so they're keeping me on my toes. But, um, and I chose it. I know. Why did I choose that? <laughs> but um, where I see, see myself fighting myself is in the evenings. I, on the way home, it's that battle. I've just talked about it before. I, you know, live alone. I don't have anyone I need to meal prep for. No one's checking in on me. So I, tend to just want to stop and pick something up on the way home. And there's nothing wrong with that if it's a salad or if it's prepared or if, you know, your budget has set aside for it. But one, it it damages my budget for my financial budget if it's not planned and I'm doing it on a regular basis and my points budget. (laughs) So um, I've had that battle between morning me getting up an hour and a half early every day and doing these workouts, making that choice and evening me saying, I just want to do something for myself and 
and tw- I know that's twisted because it's it's not helping me. And because what I'm choosing when I do get, you know, stop at Royal Farms and get a bag of chips or whatever it is, it's it's not at a quantity that's helping me. Um, uh, it's working against what I've done in the morning. So that's kind of where I am, um, trying to reshape that behavior. Um, even as I talk, I'm like, maybe I could still talk, maybe stop, maybe I should stop and get something really small. So I'm break, or, or maybe I should break the behavior completely, but I, I am challenged because I, I know that I have good intentions in the morning. Um, and those intentions change by the end of the day. But I think what I love is the fact that, one, I'd just like to, again, acknowledge the fact that you have created a morning routine of getting up and doing something, not minimizing that. That's such a powerful thing, because I remember when you were that wasn't something that you were doing and where you put limits on how much you would celebrate that based on how much you did. So I Mm. love hearing you say I did five minutes. I felt like I was tight. I did that and expressing pride in that. I think there's a whole part of that day, you know, we're we're all trying to figure out something, you know, that the piece with going out for fast food, that's, that's still a struggle also for me too. It's sometimes it's just a learned response. It's like, it's just Mm -hmm. what you've done. And I found that even sometimes going certain routes home trigger me wanting to do things. I don't know if that Mm -hmm. is something you relate to, but it's like, if I know Mm -hmm. I go down this road, there's a Chick-fil-A there. So Mm -hmm. uh, I tend to want to just make that. So it's like just having to learn, you know, what's Mm going to be the thing that can kind of help you make a different choice. And I think that the fact that you're acknowledging it again, just like Aaron, you're acknowledging that this is the challenge and being solution oriented, you know, hopefully Mm -hmm. and finding something maybe to try next week, maybe going down a different road will be the thing that'll help. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I could be, I could be wrong on this. I I don't think, I don't think actually stopping for the things on the way home is necessarily the problem. I think there's also, I think it's more the shame that's involved in it because as I'm hearing Mm -hmm. you go back and forth on it, right. It's less about actually I'm stopping for it. It's about how it makes me feel because I've done it and I'm attributing Mm -hmm. shame to doing this. And so I guess what I would, what I would position to you is, especially like I hear the pride in what you've been doing every single morning, right? Mm -hmm. Does, does stopping for this food bring shame? And is it something where you go, Hey, on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I give my permission. I gave myself permission to go do this. There's Mm -hmm. no shame involved in it. Right. And, and maybe we just, we work it a little bit differently within our brain. Cause I mean, and, and it also too is, and then maybe that next step is what am I getting? Yeah. What am I getting there? Does that also lead? So I could still say Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I go do this, but is what I'm mm-hmm. getting there also leading to shame? Cause you can mm-hmm. go to AAA and come away with a pretty low point meal, yeah. right? That would, that would filter into it. You can go to Panera and also get something that would be quick and easy, but that would still fit within your points structure. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the thing that like we've, we've kind of talked about all along is mm-hmm. taking the shame out of the equation from it. And if it's something that's going to make you sit there and beat yourself up, then mm-hmm. it's definitely not worth it. No matter the point, good point or, or bad. Well, 
it's the all or nothing thing. If I'm stopped from, in my mind, if I'm stopping for fast food, if I'm going to Chick-fil-A, I'm going to, like, I'm getting, like, a brownie and fries and this. But it doesn't have to be that. That's an association that I've made. It doesn't have to be that. I have had their their naked nuggets, or I know that's not what they call them, but, like, their <laughs> the the grilled, nuggets. grilled nuggets. And they're good. But how come I don't get them when I go? And their salads are good. You know, that's, I need to, I think I need to change that association with going. And I think you're right. Maybe if I give myself permission to go and plan for what I'm going to get, it'll Mm -hmm. be more successful instead of saying it's forbidden. And then when I get to the point where I'm like, I don't care, I'm going to go. It's I'm, I'm past the point of making a quote unquote good choice. Let's take a quick break. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG, and we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. But I think it's also an, an only thing I, I'm thinking about myself is sometimes acknowledging, though, where you are in the moment in terms of your strength. So, like, I definitely agree with you, Aaron. It should be that I should be mm-hmm. able to go to Chick-fil-A and say that I'd like the grilled nuggets with a side salad and a diet lemonade. And I'm super excited. And it's only four points. And, yay, I had Chick-fil-A. But if I'm normally going and getting the deluxe sandwich with the waffle fries and the um, milkshake, you know, the one that you all in my dream told me I couldn't have, um, you know, two years ago, two years ago. But if that's what I, if I know that that's something that I could be tempted by, you know, it's figuring out for myself that I choose, I'm not strong enough right now. And the choice Mm -hmm. for me is to figure out how to be excited about something else until I develop that strength or get to where I need to be. I think I I, I can be very, very triggered. Yeah. I think that's where the shame piece comes in. Mm -hmm. Like, can I, can I go here without shame? Meaning, am I going to write, like, am I going to get something here? That's then going to trigger shame. Like just when I feel like in that moment, I could go there, I could do this. Mm -hmm. But to your point, Candace, if I'm going to, I'm going to eat something, I'm going to beat myself up afterwards. Then those aren't the, positive actions that we're trying to take to step forward. Yeah. Well, one, one thing that you said, Candace is excited about it. And I, I think it's so funny. Why do I always have, to, why do I have to be excited about what I'm having for dinner? Yeah. Like, why can't I just eat what I have at home? And like there, I feel like there, I do always feel like I need to be excited about what I'm having for dinner. Cause if I don't, I choose something else, but why can I not just choose to not have an emotion tied to my dinner. <laughs> like, and I don't know how to break why don't, Like, why don't we camp out on that for, mm-hmm. for a little bit? Cause I mean, I think that's a good, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Like I am not excited about anything right now. Mm-hmm. Like, and it makes me not want to eat, which makes me then go, well, I need to eat. And so then I'm going to like, and I've been eating a lot out and so that's not good for me for budget. It's also not good for me at the end of the day, getting on the scale. And it's, I can feel 
like those food cravings come up in me, right? Because of the additives and the preservatives that go in those things where I want to keep eating out. And it's just, it's easier, but it's not that I'm even excited about grilled nuggets or I'm excited about Chipotle. Like it's just food at this point. I feel like there's sometimes where, you know, Aaron, you've been talking about having stressful days and busy days. Sometimes I find that when my day is stressful or my day is busy, something that gets me through that moment is thinking about something else. And a lot of times because I love food, I do end up thinking about dinner. And that is in that moment, it's like, it's a distraction from reality in a sense of like, wow, I have this to-do list and I have so many things and how am I going to get this done? And we're understaffed and this problem and that problem. Hmm. Well, what am I going to have for dinner? You know, I think it changes the, the, the stress level. And it's like, well, well, what can I think of instead of that? Why do I have to go to that? Like, what other plans do I have for this evening? Maybe I'm reading a book. Maybe I'm going to take a bubble bath. It, it doesn't have to go to food, but I think the first thing is that because it's going to be the, for me, one of the first things I do, or one of the more like sooner things that I do on my list of things to do before going to sleep. Do you think it's like an like it's just an escape for the moment, like from where we are? Because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes for me, it's like I just need to escape whatever's happening over here, and mm-hmm. this will at least give me peace for twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. But I I was also thinking about Aaron when you were sh- you were sharing in your update at the beginning, and you were saying that you you did not want to eat sometimes this week. I was trying to fix my face um, because I wanted to show empathy and understanding. <laughs> But I don't, I don't understand. Um, sometimes that that's just never been. Listen, I don't understand that. Like the <laughs> fact that I that those words even came out of my mouth. I was trying to say, okay, let me let me go here. But you didn't want to eat? Huh? Yeah, like you know, like when you say you don't want to eat, like is it? But but there to me, I also think about control, right? Like, and not to say that you're like consciously. Like I am choosing that I don't want to eat, but there's been so much that feels like it's been out of control, Ricky, with what you're talking about and Aaron and food and what we put in our bodies and how we process all of that is something that we do have. It's, it's a in many ways, a choice that we make, even if it's just in how we plan things. So I just wonder if there's a connection to how you're processing the craziness of the world and even the fact that you didn't want to eat. You know, I feel, no, that's a, I mean, that's a, that's a good thing to position. I feel like for me right now, it's one more thing that I have to figure out mm-hmm. and I don't feel like even figuring it out. Right. I just, I just don't. That makes right. sense. I got, mm-hmm. Right. Like I got to work hard for my food. Like mm-hmm. and I can't just go slap a sandwich together or, you know, some other things like that. Uh, and especially having just come off of travel I've got to go to the grocery store. I've got to go replenish everything. I got to cut everything. I'm not like other people don't have to go cut up fruits and vegetables, right? Like I'm the only person in the world who's got to cut fruits and vegetables up. But, you know, you know, Ricky and I, we've talked before about like, you know, it's the singleness thing. Okay. And I've got to go, I've got to actually now go make a meal and then I'm going to eat that same thing for four days in a row. And I don't feel like eating that thing for four days in a row. And I just don't even feel like making it. And I don't even, I don't even feel like looking at a rotisserie chicken. Right, right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's just, I don't, I have, maybe there's, I think there's probably some depression in here too. I just mm-hmm. don't, I just don't feel like the effort right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. 
I just and, don't. And it's just easier right now to go down and get a salad from the place around the corner. And if I gain five pounds, I gain five pounds eating salad. You know? Yeah. <laughs> So that, so I can understand that as a motivator to say, I, the motivator is, I don't feel like adding one more thing. And, yeah. and even just the process of eating and having to figure out is, is too much in this mm-hmm. state that I'm feeling right now. And yeah. Ricky, for you, and for what we've talked about, we have to acknowledge that certain foods do make you feel certain ways. So whether it be sugar, you know, mm-hmm. and, so if you're feeling overwhelmed and sugar gives you the rush that something in your brain, it reacts. Of course, you would want to kind of go and get the food that would make you feel that way. Mm-hmm. But it's still using food in a way to process the emotions that we're feeling or not feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, so I have a question for you, Erin. So how did you, how do you think you got from a point where when you were in that moment of, you know, I'm too tired to do anything. I don't want to lift a finger. I'm going to go around the corner and get a salad. You said you're going to get a salad. Yeah. Like I I know that there was some point in your life and your journey where you said I'm too tired. I'm I may be a little depressed. I don't feel like doing anything. I'm going to go to Burger King. I'm going to dr- go to Wendy's drive-through. I'm going to get a gluten-free cupcake. Yeah. Right. right. I wish. Yeah. So when did when did that shift for you? Um well, so there's I I've got certain restaurants around me that I know that I can get certain foods at and this particular place is the closest. Mm-hmm. Boardwalk burgers and fries. They have a grilled chicken salad, wow. no cheese, and I will get a small order of French fries to go along with it. Okay. And I'll eat the salad until I'm tired of chewing because it's a very large salad. Okay. And I'll eat my French fries. And not all the French okay. fries, just the soft ones, not the super crispy ones. Those okay. become potato croutons, and I give those to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> like I've got my like I know I've got my rote places, so I can mm-hmm. I can go there. I can go to Chick-fil-A and I can get my grilled nuggets. I can do waffle fries mm-hmm. and diet sun joy bounce. I mm-hmm. can go to the poke place around the corner and get, you know, so like, I know I've got my, I've got my set things that I can mm-hmm. go to different places to get. Um, so I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily choosing a salad because it's the healthy option. I'm choosing a salad because mm-hmm. it's an option that I can get. And I'm still satisfied. Mm-hmm. with, I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I am happy to, to eat it. And I need, that's another piece that I've noticed too, is when I get into this type of mode, mm-hmm. the, the fresh fruits and vegetables fall by the wayside. And there's a reason why WW focuses on that and water because mm-hmm. I feel better when I'm eating fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, and I'm drinking my water. Mm-hmm. And I realized the other day, like I had like 16 ounces of water and the rest of it was diet Coke. And like, what if, what have I talked about before with that? Like Mm -hmm. that starts to overwhelm. And I'm like, so I can see, I can see where those choices are also leading me to not feeling well. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not helping anything either. So it was, I don't have my water bottle here, but it was a commitment today to making sure I fill my water bottle up twice. Mm -hmm. And if I have my diet Coke, then it's at dinner, Mm -hmm. no other time. And I, I don't reverse. So, but I don't know something. I don't know. This is something that keeps getting into my mind when you're talking too. there are some things that you have determined for yourself and learned that your body cannot have gluten, other things, right? Right. There are some things that I know that I'm not supposed to have or that are not ideal for what I'm going through. Ricky, there's some things that you've been told. Mm-hmm. I still feel like there's something to the fact that you just because you shouldn't have gluten doesn't mean that 
No, I, I can't have gluten. If I have gluten and dairy, I will be out of commission, out of work for at least 48 hours. I will be puking and throwing up. Hear so me. Uh, hear me. I agree. And I, I know, and I, I know that for you, mm-hmm. but yeah. I still know some people who, even with those side effects I, well, that are major, I literally they, don't they, understand how, and, and, <laughs> well, you know, but I mean, like, it's more the, maybe the addictive nature, but I'm saying, mm-hmm. what I'm saying is that you're still able and I'm proud of that, that even in the different states that you are, you still have awareness of what it is that you can not binge on. That's not what I mean. But you you would go to that may not be even the fruits and vegetables, um, but that still fits into what makes you feel not horrible and overly sick. Mm-hmm. Um, where I have seen people and I have been that person where I know if I eat this, I'm going to be very, very ill and I would still eat it. Mm-hmm. It's a form of self but there, that was a, there was a point in time where that was me. I'm not going right. to lie. There are some times where I've thought, I really want to take off of work. If I just go eat pizza right now, I could get a solid 48 out of it. <laughs> but I'm not I mean, that's doing how I am. <laughs> that's how I am with coffee right now. It's on my like no-no list because I'm still, you know, trying to figure out what's going on with my digestive system. But it's not like it's a pain, like it, I don't have pain from it. So it's I'm in that in-between point where, you know, I'm a little uncomfortable when I have coffee. I don't have it every day anymore, but every maybe once a week I have been having a cup of coffee and just trying to drink a lot of water. And maybe I'm just testing my own boundaries to see if I'm better. But, you know, I think there is an in-between point where. Yeah. You know, it's not if it's not painful, it's kind of like, let me test the waters a little bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, I probably need to give it more time. But there is that that habit that I miss of, you know, going to the drive through to grab a cup of coffee before work and sipping on my coffee with while the day starts in a meeting like that routine was hard to break. And I'm starting to get used to life without that routine. But I find that there's some things like meeting a friend at a coffee house and I'm like, Oh, well, what am I going to get? <laughs> am I just going to drink water or am I going to give in and have a cup of coffee and yeah. feel a little uncomfortable later? And and sometimes that's a, a tough choice to make. I mean, it shouldn't be because we're in the end we're talking about health. Yeah. Um, I literally like that. It boggles my mind, Ricky. I'm just like being completely honest. Cause I just, I can't imagine. And obviously I guess we're, we're probably, I have different a different reaction. Right. Obviously. It's not pain for yeah, me. Right. It's, yeah. I mean, it's like, I feel like I've got the flu for 48 hours mm-hmm. and it's just no, even as uncomfortable as I am right now, it, it is not worth. Yeah. It is not worth that. Mm-hmm. But somebody had shared in one of the meetings that one of our WW meetings back in the meeting center that mm-hmm. I, I'll never forget it. She was talking about feeling depressed and not feeling good. And actually punishing herself sometimes with the foods that she knew made her feel really bad. Mm. So that's why it made me think of you, Erin, and how obviously everyone's different and everyone makes choices based on different things, but we're still, food can still be used in different ways, sometimes to make it an exacerbate, Mm -hmm. sometimes as a way to try to control, you know, and when we're feeling all of these emotions, you know, I'm just wondering what can we do to help us, especially when it's like a, de- when we're kind of like in a depressed, sad state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I make us feel better. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you know, it's funny because one of the things, and I think we talked about this before is like, I don't get the same high off of food anymore. Right. Like, I, because I don't have all, it's not 
it's not the process stuff. It, and there's just those little things that trigger the dopamine and the sugar. Like I just, sometimes like I'll eat something and I'm like, I'm waiting for that little bit of dopamine. And like, I don't even get it. I'm like, why am I doing this? This just sucks. you know. <laughs> like, and that's when I realized, oh, I'm turning to this food to make myself feel better. And that's not what I, those are not the values that I want for myself anymore. And, um, and honestly, it's, it's having that, it's all the work that we've been doing for the past several years. And for somebody who's maybe new to this journey, it is sitting with that uncomfortableness and sitting here and go and asking like, Candace, like you say, get curious, right? Getting curious with this. Why am I reaching for this food right now? Why am I not reaching for food right now? Is it control issue? Like you brought up, <clears throat> is it depression? Is it, you know, what are the reasons for it? <coughs> Excuse me. And knowing that things are the natural things that can help with when we're in the state, we know like exercise, you know, you yeah. heard it said like, you know, exercise is something that can really get you back into whether it's just going out for a walk, which I know you love to do, Aaron, I love to do. And Ricky, mm-hmm. you know, you've been doing, you know, mm-hmm. that's something that can be, that can help you get into the headspace that you need to be in, or, you know, mm-hmm. it's finding the the alternatives, and that's easier said than done, especially when you're used to reacting a certain way. And that's me speaking for myself. I've always gone turn to food, mm-hmm. even when I'm in a depressed state, like for Ricky's reasons, you know, sometimes it just makes me feel mm-hmm. it's, it's always, it was that, it was that friend that wasn't really mm-hmm. a friend. And, and routine is a part of a routine. Yeah. And when I lost that with the battle that I'm currently on, I wasn't able to relate to you and what you said, Aaron. For my health, I wasn't able to turn to the things that I normally do um, because it just isn't it doesn't work for me in this journey (laughs) and in this new lifestyle. And so I have to find those other things, journaling, meditation, walking and give it the time that it needs to work and knowing that it might not be immediate. But the the food really, though, it felt like it was immediate, really didn't fix anything. It just added to the depression. Right. Mm -hmm. Because there was, we always kind of forget about that residual piece. Because then there's, like we've talked before, there's the shame that comes in Mm -hmm. after it. I've never felt shame when I've sat down and chosen to journal instead of eating a bag of chips. This was such a bad idea. (laughs) Right? Like, I've never felt shame Mm -hmm. choosing to go for a walk instead of skipping the Mm drive-thru. I've never felt shame by pausing, choosing to drink a glass of water, and then coming back 20 minutes later to see if it was truly hunger. Mm -hmm. Right? It's just pausing in those moments, which is that can be hard to, to do because it's, that's a new pattern to start trying mm-hmm. to even think of doing. Like, I remember when I would get into moments, like, why can't I think about this here in the moment? Mm-hmm. And it's like, cause I haven't trained myself yet. And that yeah. just comes with, with time and application. Yeah. And, and you're, you're not prolonged. You're, you're helping your healing by also allowing yourself to really just feel. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's just, letting yourself cry, letting yourself scream, letting yourself do. Cause I, I have been one that tries to be disconnected from the emotion and I'll distract myself with the busyness or kind of put it off or that, but sitting with it and saying, I'm really feeling this and feel it for a while. Mm-hmm. Is another technique that at the end of it, I actually start to feel better um, when I don't run from the emotion mm-hmm. that I'm either trying to stuff down with food or, mm-hmm. you know, hide from. <laughs> I think 
Go I ahead. Think, Go ahead I think we can too notice like when we do say no, like Aaron, the different scenarios we're talking about when we pass up, you know, a food or a choice that maybe won't make us feel as successful or might end up being a binge or something off track. I, I think in the initially saying no to it, sometimes you might even feel a little bit of disappointment. And I think we don't talk about that often. We talk about how proud we'll feel. And I think we do get to feel proud maybe a little bit after that, you know, or maybe, maybe right away. But I think sometimes right before that, there is a little feeling of, man, I really wanted that. Because sometimes you've even played a scenario, you talk about that kind of daydream about like, oh, I'm going to get this and that and this. Like there, there's a, like a little bit of a like, oh, I didn't do that. I That made me feel happy when I was thinking about it. And there's a little bit of like, oh man, I didn't do it. I'm a little bit disappointed. And then you realize, wait, that's not going towards my goals. I made a huge, you realize how big it is after you get through that, but you do have that little hurdle to get over first. In Atomic Habits, our boy James Clear <laughs> talked about actually the dopamine hit comes with anticipation, not mm-hmm. actually receiving the reward. It's building that thing up in our brain that gives us the dopamine hit, not mm-hmm. actually getting that thing, which I thought mm-hmm. was kind of interesting when they look at brain scans. And mm-hmm. so maybe for us, that's something just to kind of keep in mind that if what you look for is what you're going to find. Mm-hmm. Right. And if we're continuing to, we're thinking and we're marinating, we're anticipating on like how it's going to feel, how it's going to taste, what we're going to get. Right. Mm-hmm. All we're doing is creating that buildup for what essentially is going to be a letdown. <laughs> and it's right? just, yeah, it's kind of amazing. As you say that I'm like, there's the same thing that happens when you actually do eat that food. Cause you, you get excited, you build up like, Oh my, yay, this is good. Making me happy for five seconds. And then there's the drop. So you're going to have that drop either way. It's like, I'd rather have it without the calories in the little drop that I have after imagining it and not having mm-hmm. <laughs> versus the drop that I have after indulging in all those points. But I think to Candace's point too, it's about allowing ourselves to sit sit with the disappointment or sit with whatever the feeling is, because mm-hmm. I think about, I think about a parent with a baby and a lot of times the parenting advice is you've got to let your baby cry. They've got to learn how to kind of sit with whatever it is and kind of work it out themselves. And they're self-soothing because we can come in and take care of all the things. And a lot of times for us, that's having some kind of busy activity or it is, it is food. And we sometimes just need to sit with whatever that emotion is we're using. We often will use food to cover it up and to avoid dealing with it. And that's where kind of sitting quietly and say, okay, what is it about this situation that triggered me and made me want to eat food? What is it about this that made me feel really sad and made me want to go eat? What is it about this that, that created some kind of feeling that in the past I've used food to solve. And now I feel like I'm battling against myself because I want to run to the refrigerator, but instead I know I need to process whatever this is. We're not, we are not good at sitting with things that feel hurtful to us. But I think, I don't know about you guys, like I've discovered as I've started doing that more, I'm weeding out what those things are. And I'm able, as I've said before, like food is for nutrition. If, if hunger isn't the problem, food isn't the solution. Right. And so that means I have to use emotion to solve it. I feel like I'm warring a lot in my head right now, just straight up honest, (laughs) because Mm -hmm. 
hunger isn't the problem. It's just, it's all emotions that I'm sitting with. And daggone it, I wish, I wish that a gluten-free chocolate donut would fix that problem. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> I've tried really hard to, I've, I've tried to make that food is the solution <laughs> for mm-hmm. years. And I'm here to tell you it really doesn't, I promise. But I tried every which way and that's how I got to my highest weight. So know for a fact that it has been time tested yeah. that you really do just have to feel the emotion. And you have to then figure out ways to um, address the emotion in a way that is constructive and um, use your tools. I mean, that's the biggest thing that I've learned on this. There are tools that are out there that WW has created that, you know, whether that be meditation, talking to a friend, going for a walk, all of those things are there. Listening Don't. to an episode of Real WWW. <laughs> but also don't minimize those things because I tend to, yeah. like I told you, I minimize them. Oh, I mean, oh, yeah, I'll go meditate. Yeah, that's not going to mm-hmm. do anything. But have you really tried that in the moment? Or did mm-hmm. you just say, yeah, I know about that. I know about that. That's not helpful. You know, To if, if you were so smart, my therapist said that to me. She said, you're just so smart. You're so smart that all the tools that are, have been created to help you with those emotions don't apply to you or it wouldn't work for you right now. Mm-hmm. Have you, when's the last time you actually tried it? Mm-hmm. And I said, Oh, well, I mean, I'll do it this week. If that's what you're going to make my homework assignment, <laughs> I mean, is that my homework assignment to go meditate? You know, and why do I have to be so like, uh, like, why, why am I fighting with her? And it ended up actually working. Wow. So that's the challenge is that sometimes we're too smart for our own good. And when we're feeling those things, knowing that we are human and that um, the techniques are there, by, we're created by really smart people who have felt those emotions as well and know that food doesn't solve it. Mm-hmm. So I, that's my challenge for myself, you know, is that I feel like we're all in that season of busy and dealing with different emotions and to use our tools, you know. I, I think so. I think we'll end it on that note. I think that's a good way to use it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Use our tools. It's funny. It's like, I just realized what my shirt said here. Smile often, think positive, give thanks, laugh loudly, love others. Tool, 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 <laughs> right? tool, tool. Do right. them all, Aaron. You cannot Dang go to bed it. tonight until you do all of that. <laughs> and then meanwhile, I'm over here like, oh, whoa, it's me. <laughs> this is so positive. Dream big. <laughs> but sometimes you have to do hard things, Take right? When you don't. It. You're right. Fake it till you make it. Sometimes you do. You have to. So maybe that's a good challenge for us is to use one of those tools. Maybe we haven't in a while. Pull them out. Open up the WW app. If if you haven't opened the WW app for a while, there's no judgment there. We've all done that. Um, and maybe, you know, tap the hamburger menus. That's what it's called. I love that. Tap the, little related. <laughs> <laughs> tap the little three lines and go underneath there and kind of explore um, all the different tools that are available in the WW app. And if you, if you aren't doing WW, um, my goodness, come over to the Real WW Talk Facebook group. I mean, this is stuff that we talk about on the rig and um, sharing all kinds of stuff, um, different tools and resources within the group as well. Um, just know that you're welcome there. We'd love to have you. If you ever need to overanalyze anything, we're here for you. Oh, <laughs> we are here for you. <laughs> here for you. <laughs> it's our favorite. It's our favorite. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we wish you a great week. 
Hey, don't forget to sign up for um, a breast cancer walk October 16th or somewhere in the zone and get your real WW talk breast cancer walk shirt. So we can all be wearing it on that day and looking fabulous in the pink in support of our girl Candice. Cause it'll be the week before my last chemo. So you yeah. definitely, not that you need anything to make you feel like you have to do it, but I'm here for you. <laughs> The week before my last came up. <laughs> well, do you love me or not? Do you really love me? Do you really want me to be loved? <laughs> I'll go order my shirt now. Now. All right. All right. Have a great week. Thanks for hanging with us. Bye. Bye. Bye.